0: quiet when the timer went off ever i'll give you all a hand for that that's pretty good uh glad to be back this morning i've missed you guys uh, thanks i want to say first of all before i before i do greet everybody i want to say thank you for all the phone calls and the food and the prayers for my family this week they've been a blessing and uh I'm just appreciate it, and I'll have all my crew back here next week. But now I want to thank everyone for coming out this morning to Crestview Baptist Church. Uh, I don't see any guests or visitors, but if they're if I'm missing some, and you've never filled out a um, never filled out a uh, visitation card, there's some cards in the pews in front of you to just uh, let us know some more information about you. Let us get to know you a little better. Uh, quite a few announcements this week. Um... Well, I'd like to announce because I had announced three, two weeks ago that today we were going to go to the corn maze after church, and we're not going to do that because there's nobody really to go to the corn maze because everybody's either quarantined. I've got a few here and a few there, so we're not going to do the corn maze. But uh, after the breakfast, uh, not next week, but the week after that, we are going to do the clean out of uh, the youth building and then later that day, after lunch, we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, axe throwing, and I will let the youth know. I will send some information about what that cost uh, next week. Um, but I want to remind you: this coming Saturday is our trunk or treat out here, and we're gonna do it on the parking lot so we can so everybody can see us from the road. It's from four to six on uh, Saturday. Um, if you're gonna have a trunk set up, I'm hoping to have about fifteen or twenty trunks. I would ask that you be here um, by 3.30 and have your trunk set up by 3.30 that day so we can get all the movement in the parking lot stopped as kids start rolling in. And uh, once we set up, I will ask that uh, nobody drives out until after 6 when we can get the parking lot cleared just for safety issues. I don't want anybody, uh, any bump-ups with people or other cars. Um, And if you're able to help and are going to do a trunk, I have somebody that's going to work the tra- work, going to work the snow cone, cotton candy, and popcorn trailer. They may need some help. But if you want to help with that after the business meeting, if I can just, if you'll just come down front and I just, because just basically, so I can get an idea of how many people are going to be able to help. And if you can't, send me a message. If you're sitting at home and you plan on doing it, shoot me a message on Facebook or text. Um, don't forget our breakfast coming up in two weeks, and. Um, there's a business meeting right after church today uh don't forget about our wednesday night services Um, invite you out to spend some time with us i feel like i'm kind of off my game today i'm sorry guys um and uh that's all the announcements for me i have joy and celeste going to come up and make an announcement and uh, after that i just invite you to to turn your hearts to god
1: brought my helper today. I need some help. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone for the donations they did for the children and youth shoeboxes. Uh, we're going to pack those on November. this ladies will get the stuff together and arranged, and Chad and his helpers will bring the children and youth in there to pack shoeboxes. Uh, this year, there's a new label. That's one reason I wanted to get up here and talk to you. And here's an example of it, and we have them in the office. It, uh, it's not, you don't get a separate label for the age groups. It's all on one label. And you just mark beside uh, what group you're doing, like 2 to 4 or 5 to 9 and 10 to 14 and boy or girl. You don't mark through that tracking um, information right there because If uh, we send that through and want them tracked, then they can track the boxes by this. So just uh, put this label on your box and mark it as to what you're packing. And we want to encourage everybody to pack. Uh, The last few years has been hard because of COVID. And uh, we'd love to have enough and take them to Charlotte when we go on the 29th of November We have spots if anyone's interested in going, sign up out on the bulletin board. And also have uh, suggestions for packing and things that you cannot pack. So if you have any questions, we've got these to give to you. I didn't put them to give out today because we're having the business meeting, but if you'll see me afterward, if you need a box or this information and the labels, We've got them in the office, and me or one of the WMU ladies can uh, give them to you. Uh, Also, we have an opportunity to build a box online. If you don't feel like going out and shopping or don't feel like it's safe, then you can go online. I sent it out last week with a link to the Crestview Pack-a-Box site, and I can give that to you later, too, if you didn't get it online. It's kind of a different link, but you can go online for $25. That includes your shipping and build a box, and uh, that goes to unreached areas where um, it's hard to get a missionary in, it's hard to get information in. So if you go online, you only choose what is okay to go to those places So I encourage you, if you don't want to pack a box, to go online and build a box. Now, if you have any other questions about Samaritan's Purse, just see me or any of the ladies of WMU, and I'm going to turn it over to Celeste. Good morning. I am to remind you
2: of a very important mission. Um, North Carolina Mission Board offering, we have two more weeks. It's important to come up and remind you of things because if you're like me, you're very forgetful. (laughs) So we had a goal. We are striving to reach that goal. Actually, we want to just blow that goal, the roof off, because that would be a great thing. You know, when we pray for something and we say, Lord, what would you have us do? He gives us a number, and then we shoot for that number, and we ask the Lord, would you see us reach higher than that number? So I'm asking you, the WMU ladies, the Baptist Men um, Association, are asking you, would you search your hearts? if you have not if you've given already we want to say thank you and if you haven't because you've forgotten like I do sometimes um this week this morning uh next week would you search your hearts and see what the Lord would do to our goal see how he would encourage you in your hearts to see if we can take that goal and blow the roof off of it and I am encouraged. I'm thinking how, what do you get in return for giving to the missions board? What do you get? What What do I get? Artie, what do I get for giving my money to missions? Ooh, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, how do I see that? You know, what do I get? I don't get to be a missionary. Well, I get to be a missionary here. Right, And some, I don't get to go, but my my dollars, they get to help go to another place. They get to help where my feet don't get to go. But when I give those dollars, they send someone else in my place. They send someone else in your place because I'm not able to do that. So I would ask that you would ask the Lord to help you give hilariously with a loving heart, with a trusting heart for this week, today, and one more week to the missions board to see where your dollars can help take somebody else's feet. Thanks. The yellow envelope.
3: Thank you, ladies. Good morning. morning. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, It is great to be in the house of the Lord. And Joy and Celeste shared this morning about two, and Chad, about three incredible opportunities we have as a church. One of them are... Trunk or Treat is an incredible outreach right here in our community. Especially now with the pandemic, with COVID, parents and children want some form of normalcy. And we have maybe seen the last of the go door-to-door for trick-or-treating. But... We have the opportunity to provide a safe way of children coming out and doing something normal. An incredible opportunity for us to share the love of Christ with our community and share the gospel in a very simple way. Joy shared about the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. Every year when we go to the packing center and we help load those shoe boxes into larger boxes and put them on trucks to go out to the airport to be sent all around the world, we hear stories upon story upon story of someone whose life was changed and that they accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior because of a simple gift of the shoe box. One story that was shared with us was this young man in Africa received in his box that he received a toboggan. He had no use for a toboggan in Africa. He didn't have winters like we do in the northern part of our country. But that young man, when he grew, he was able to go to college. And he went to college in New York State. And guess what he took to college with him? The toboggan that he got in the Operation Christmas Child shoebox. He kept it that long. And he, and he shared the fact that he was able to come. He, he accepted Christ as a savior. He was able to come to the states and go to school to study, to go back home and take the gospel back with him and teach and preach. But because he was given that toboggan, he was able to use that because God knew. Celeste shared about the North Carolina mission offering. She is very right. Every dollar that we give toward missions Enables someone else to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether it's through the medical outreach that, are, that we do here in the state, whether it's through disaster relief, feeding people, dentistry, fixing roofs, or by literally supporting start up churches in areas of our state. We have areas within our own county that benefit from the money given to the North Carolina Mission Offering. So please, we may not be called to be a missionary, but we can take part in mission work through our giving. So please be considerate and think about that and pray what God would have you to do. Also, as we begin our time together, we need to, uh, I was given a a new prayer request today, the family of Jackie Philbeck. This is uh, Lisa Pendleton's brother-in-law's brother, just passed away from COVID. So please pray for him. Continue to pray for the Bridges family. And please be in prayer for Jennifer Noble. This is Linda Barrett, Allison's daughter. We just received word yesterday that uh, they had to increase her life support, that she had taken a turn for the worse, and she is very critical. So please pray for her and for Linda. It is very difficult for Linda not being able to be there with her daughter. And then pray for us that we will continue to seek God's face in everything that we do, that we will be the church that God has called us to be. That we will show the love of Christ to everybody and that we will be his witnesses wherever we go. So please join me in prayer as we begin our time together. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come humbly bowing before your throne. Dear Lord, we thank you for even now, as we struggle to adjust to things that are different, that we struggle to adjust to ones that we have lost not being here. But we can already see how nothing catches you by surprise and that how even before things happen, you had already been making a way to get us through. You had already started to prepare people to pick up the mantle of those That have gone on. And dear Lord I pray. That we will be ever mindful. That each of us. Has been called. To be your witness. That each of us. In some way have been given a job. That will impact others. For the cause of Christ. And dear Lord, as we come here today, many of us have things on our hearts and minds that are weighing heavy. But just for this short hour, we ask that you bind those things from our thoughts. That you take all the cares of day-to-day life away from us so that we can fully focus on you today. Because, dear Lord, there are so many other things that we could do during this time. But right now, we have gathered together to worship our Savior. And, dear Lord, as Doug comes to lead us in worship this morning, may we ever be mindful of the words that we sing, that we will do nothing out of blind repetition, but that we would seek To honor you in everything that we do. Dear Lord, I thank you for those that are here today. And I thank you for those that are watching online today and throughout this week. May they be blessed and come to know more about the character of our loving Father. And may we see Jesus Christ as a way to get us through our day-to-day life. The Lord, bless this time that we have together today. May it be a blessing and an honor to you and to us. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our living Savior, we pray. Amen.
4: Let me get my eyes back to working here. Uh, If you would please, it's time for our call to worship. If you would like, you can use the hymnal, and we can go to page two hundred six, or you can follow along on the screens. The name of the song is "Blessed Be the Name." Please stand. Blessed for a thousand tongues to sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The glories of my God and King. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. I never shall forget that day, blessed be the name of the Lord. When Jesus washed my sins away, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name name of the Lord. Thank you, please be seated.
0: me again, Uh, we're not going to come down this morning for Children's Church, uh, and we're not going to go out for Children's Church afterwards, so what I want to do this morning is we're going to have less of a Children's Church and more of a, um, just for for everybody, because I want to talk about identity just a little bit, talking about it this morning, I brought it up. Uh, we were having a meeting this morning and we were talking about identity um, and uh, I want you to think about if you're if you're watching at home and you're little, I know like Betsy and some of the barchers are at home right now and watching and uh, if you're sitting here, I want you to think about what identifies you if somebody were if somebody were to mention your name, what would stand with your name? Like if I say the word, and this might get controversial, We'll see if I say the name Michael Jordan. That stands out as the greatest basketball player of all time. If you don't believe that, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, but so, and uh, if I say something like um, uh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, a, a great quarterback. If I say something about um, Nolan Ryan, a great pitcher. All these names stick with some kind of identity. Um, If somebody says something about Joy, if somebody mentions Joy's name, that's that lady who comes up here and has something to say every week. That's her. That's just who she is. That's her identity. Um, No, I'm just kidding, Joy. But so our identities, and there's nothing wrong with any of these identities as long as we don't let those identities and how people know us become the sole purpose of who we are. I want to share a verse with you this morning. Out of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. There's nothing wrong with the positions and the identities that we get on this planet. Being good at basketball or good at football or, or a great speaker or whatever the identity stands that stands with you, as long as you don't put that before our identity that we are one people we are one group we are now saved because of Jesus Christ and what he named, what, what he did for us and so the number one Thing that should come to people's mind when they say your name is, well, that person loves Christ. That person is that. That person, you could just see what the Lord done for them. And I know somebody who's uh who, whose name stands synonymous with that. And um, we've talked about. Um, well, I just want you to remember that that. Whatever it is, whatever legacy you leave on this planet, be sure that you leave it as when they look at you and they see your name and they see who you are, that Jesus Christ is who they saw in the the actions and the way you lived on this earth. And that's just what I wanted to share with you today. And uh, so hopefully next week we can start piling back some kids in and uh, some smiling little faces come down to the front. But for now, I'm going to leave you with that. Let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for this day, for everyone that's here today. Thank you for the families and the kids and everyone watching at home. Lord, thank you for all the skills and the talents that you give us on this earth. But thank you most of all, Lord, that our identity doesn't lie in those skills, doesn't lie in those talents that you give us, that our identity lies in who you are and what you and, and what Jesus did on the cross for us, I also we ask in your name, Amen.
5: name it is The name of Jesus You didn't want heaven without us So Jesus, you brought heaven down My sin was great, your love Greater. are before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring,
6: the praise of your glory for you. can't stand again.
3: Thank you, Sharon. Sorry for the delay getting up here. I tried to turn my mic on and realized I had the batteries in backwards. So I had to get that fixed. What an incredible name, Jesus Christ. You no, know, it's one of the only names in the world that can calm fears, that can fix brokenness. And it is the only name that we have salvation through. But sadly, it is also one of the only names that you get criticized for calling on. It is one of the only names that brings us face to... Actually, it is the only name that brings us face to face with our own sinfulness. But it's a powerful name. So thank you, Sharon, for singing that. Chad, you were talking about identity and you mentioned the name Peyton Manning and what comes to mind. I can tell you right now what comes to my mind. The only, one of the only football players that never beat Florida and never won a national championship. So I had to say that I can't. He may have been a great NFL quarterback, but he didn't do what he was supposed to do in college, but, which is cool because I'm a Gator fan, so that's okay. This month... Is Pastor Appreciation Day or Month or Minister Appreciation Month. And so I want to share with you why I appreciate the appreciation. And we all need to be appreciated. I want to share something from Scripture with you that takes the focus off of me off of Chad off of Sandra and puts it back on all of us okay so if you would turn in your bibles to 1 Corinthians well first off the name of the title of my sermon is one for all and all for one okay one for all and all for one now turning your bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 we're going to look at verses 8 and 9 Now to give you some background on what's going on here is in the Corinthian church an argument really had arisen of who was the greatest or who was the best evangelist or missionary. Some would say that I am of Paul. Others said I am of Apollos. Meaning that that's who they followed. Their teachings. That's who they led them to Christ. And that's who they belong. And and so the people in the church started arguing and they started being divided over who they followed, whether Apollo or Paul. And so Paul writes to them talking about that. And if you would stand as I read God's Word in verses 8 and 9. This is what Paul says. Now he who plants... And he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Blessed Lord, thank you for giving Paul the words to write here, dear Lord. Thank you for what it means and what you are sharing about us and our relationship with you. Bless the reading of your word. Speak through me today. And it is in the holy and precious name of our living Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. That verse I read out of the New American Standard... But in the King James Version, it says that we are laborers together with God. Here's the point I want to make. first point is one for all. One for all. Look at what it says here in verse 8. Now he who plants and he who waters are one but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. See, this is one thing that we have to remember. That every person that has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior has been given the exact same job to do. We have all been given the same job to accomplish. Look at Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. You all know what this is called. The Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are all commanded To go out and make disciples. We are all commanded to go out and teach them. We are all commanded to go baptize them. We are commanded to create more followers of Christ. More disciples. We are not commanded just to go out and and get somebody saved. For so many years, we in the church have tried to get people saved or people baptized, and we leave it at that. That's not what we're commanded to do. Our job is to make more disciples. And we can only do that by teaching them how to follow Christ. We have made a big mistake in getting people to the altar, getting people to the cross, and just leaving them alone and not teaching them anything else. Not teaching them how to live according to Christ's commands. That is like us having a child, bringing them home from the hospital, patting them on the back, and say, we got you here. Now you're, it's all on your own. And we leave them. What happens to that baby? It's going to die. It is not capable of taking care of itself. What is our job as a parent? Our job as a parent is to raise them, protect them, nurture them, and teach them. That's our job. Well, church, I'm telling you this. It is all of our jobs to tell people about Jesus Christ. Acts 1.8 after you receive power and the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. That's all of us. Everyone that calls upon the name Jesus Christ as their Savior, that is our responsibility. And our job is to nurture that young Christian, to protect them to teach them and to love them and help them get the nourishment of the word that they need to have to flourish. And we have failed at that. But that is our one job. All of us have that one job. And here's the second point. We all are given different tasks and, resp- and are responsible for our own part in assuring that this job is accomplished. You see, not all of us have the same job. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians 12:27 through 31. Now you are Christ's body and individual members of it, and God has appointed in the church: first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administration, various kinds of tongues. All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greatest gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. You see, God has given each one of us a different ability, a different skill that He wants to utilize us. And He has all brought us all together as one body of believers with each of us having a different way of doing stuff. We all have the same job. But we all have different parts in that job. task. I am privileged to say that I have been called as a pastor, as a preacher. But I cannot do this job alone. We have been blessed. Sandra has been here almost the entire time that I have been here. And Chad has been here five years now? Four? Three? Seems a lot longer than that, Chad. Yeah, I, I love picking at Chad. But here's the thing. I am no more important than they are. And they are no more important than I am. Because what happens... Honestly, think about this. What happens if one of us is gone? One of you fill in. When I was gone to Florida... Micah stepped up and preached for me. Chad was gone. Laura Barcher taught, taught vacation, er, children's church. Sandra is gone this week. Doug steps up and leads our worship. We are not irreplaceable. It takes all of us working together with our different skills, our different abilities to make it all work just like a body. It doesn't matter if you're the one that takes the trash out or if you're the one that cleans the toilets or changes the sign or runs the sound or, or makes sure the ice maker's working or flips pancakes and make scrambled eggs every month for our breakfast it doesn't matter what the job is all of it just like that that money we give to missions we take part in people so when somebody comes to know jesus christ as their savior they come to this altar and they give their life over to jesus christ And they go through the baptismal pool. Each and every one of us, regardless of the job, regardless of the task, all takes part and rejoices in the fact that your efforts paid off. That's what Paul's saying here. It doesn't matter if you water or or, or sow or water. You are one in the job. You are one in the effort. And you will be given glory and you will be given reward for the job you do. So what do we need to do? If you're flipping pancakes, you need to make those pancakes to the best of your ability because you're doing it for God. If you change the light bulb, you be the best light bulb changer you can be because you're doing it for God. You put all your effort into doing those things. Because they are vitally important. You know, what happens one day if Miss Sandra, not Sandra Green, but the Sandra that cleans our building, if she is not here and the building doesn't get cleaned and you walk in and the trash hasn't been taken out, the floors have not been vacuumed, that's going to be a lot more noticeable than if one of the staff is not there that day. Everything is important. And that's what Paul is trying to get them to understand. That it's not necessarily who stands up in front of people. But it's the fact that everybody is involved. And they are all vitally important. The third thing is this, is that the work is bigger than one person. And it all belongs to God. I can't take responsibility for any of this. Because if you are looking at me and looking at me for a source of salvation, a source of forgiveness, I am going to fail you. Because I am just a sinner saved by grace like anybody else. I am an imperfect human being serving a perfect God. And I will not be made perfect until I stand face to face with Him. So if you're looking at me, or you're looking at Chad, or you're looking at Sandra, or you're looking at one of the Sunday school teachers or deacons, you're looking at the wrong place. The work is bigger than any one person. And when we put ourselves over the work, We've made a big mistake. Because the work, the job that we've been given to do, belongs to God. Look at what John says in verse 4, or Jesus says this, but it's in John 4 31 through 38. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, they were talking to Jesus, they said, Teacher, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. So the disciples were saying to one another, no one has brought him anything to eat. Did he? Did he eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for, his, for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. But in this case, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. See, the job is more important. Some of us may plant the seeds. Some of us may go along and water those seeds. Somebody else may come and help by picking some of the weeds that's trying to overtake those seeds as they grow. And then somebody else may come along and reap that harvest. But every single one of the people have joined together. Because what they were doing, they were doing for God. And while one may be reaping the harvest, they all receive the blessing of being part of that harvest. So that's why I say that it doesn't matter what job you do. They are all vitally important. And God has put you all here for a reason. And you all take part in the blessing of seeing people come to Christ, regardless of what your job is within that. Huh. I jumped ahead in my notes. Sorry about that, Trey. (laughs) And then no one is better than anybody else. No one is better than anybody else. I am not better than Chad, and he is not better than me. I am not better than anybody. Romans 12.3 For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, you do not think more highly of himself than he ought to think but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. No one should think more highly of themselves than they ought. You know, one of the things that drives me, it it just really gets to me. Is that when you're driving along and you see a billboard for a church, and on that billboard is a big pi- picture of their pastor with their Bible open, you know, doing this? Don't have anything against them, but I can't help but think what's more important? What's more important? To me, that right there is the most important thing that we can ever preach about. That right there is what everybody needs to see. They don't need to see us. They need to see the cross of Jesus Christ. They need to know not about me. They need to know about the fact that they were loved so much that the very Son of God took earthly form that became human and He walked among us. And He gave Himself as the perfect sacrifice. That's what they need to know. That's what they need to see. And then, all for one. Verse 9 says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So God's fellow workers... You know God is God. God can do anything God wants to do and does not need us. Make that very clear. We can the song that Sharon sang, sang. You have no rival. You have no equal. Listen, church. We say a lot of times, don't hinder God. Hate to break it to you. We are not powerful enough to hinder God. God is going to get what God wants. But God and His wisdom in His mercy, in His grace. He has given us the amazing opportunity to work with Him. To work with Him. To use us to accomplish His will. He does not need us. But we cannot do it without Him. And He has chosen to use us. Look at Ephesians 2. Verse 10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. We are God's fellow workers. God had a plan from the very beginning, He gave us, he, He assigned these things to us before we were even born. He knew that one day you would be here in this place. I'm going to share this. Jackie, please don't cry because if I look at you, I'm going to cry. While Bruce's death hit us hard, hit me hard, hit Jackie hard and the rest of the family, that he left a big void within our church But even before that happened, God knew it was going to happen. God knew He was calling Bruce home. But God had already prepared to fill one of those spaces that Bruce left open. Don't get mad at me for sharing this up there. But Wednesday night... Dan, you guys just joined the church, what, two weeks ago? Something like that? They've been coming for a while. Dan goes to Sandra and says, Hey, I used to work in the sound booth at one of my former churches. I'd be glad to come up there and do it. God knew. God knew what we needed. Even before we knew we needed it. And he brought... Dan and Celeste, to this church to be here because we needed them. Even though we didn't know it. So God assigns these things before we even know it. But we are His fellow workers. And then we're also fellow workers for God. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Now here's the thing. Why do we all have these other jobs? All these different jobs. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building of the body of Christ. So we're not only working with God, we're working with each other to accomplish the one task. And then again, as I've already said this, the work is better, th- bigger than one person. I can't tell you what a privilege it is for me to enjoy working alongside of Sandra and Chad. We do not dread getting together and talking about things. We enjoy talking with each other. We enjoy spending time with each other. Do we always agree? No. But do we all love you all? Yes. Do we all love God? Yes. Do we all love Jesus Christ as our Savior? Yes. Getting our own ways are not what's important. And it is a privilege to be in a church where people can jump in and fill spots that we need that fill the call and the urgency of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That are willing to do whatever it takes That don't demand that I stand up here and wear a tie every Sunday. That don't demand that we have to have something a certain way or it's not right. We seek earnestly to follow God's will. To to seek Him in everything that we do. And there is not one of us That can take responsibility or take credit for what God is doing in our midst because all the glory belongs to God. Our doors are still open, not because of any one person except Jesus Christ. He is the reason that we are a church. He is the one that needs to have the credit given to Him. He is the one that deserves our worship. It is not one of us. Now, church, I have said all this for this one purpose. Is that the number one priority for us as a church, from the one that's in the nursery the one that, that, that does the things that nobody knows about, all the way up to the pastor. Our one priority is to build the kingdom of God. It is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone that we come in contact with. One for all, Jesus Christ died for each and every one of us. And all for one. We don't serve anyone except Jesus Christ. We don't give the credit to anyone but Jesus Christ. And in church, if you're here today and you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, you have never met Him in a personal way, That you don't know what it feels like to give yourself over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Don't leave here today without doing that. If you don't know what it feels like to work together with others for the common goal of making disciples, and you want to be part of that, we would love for you to come and be part of our church. This is the time that you can make those decisions. I'll be waiting here as we sing this song of invitation. But this is your opportunity to come and do whatever it is that God is leading you to do. I'll be waiting right up here at front as we sing this
4: song. Hymn number, Hym number 379. Please stand. Brethren, we have met to worship and adore the Lord our God. Will you pray with all your power while we try to preach the word? All is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down, brethren, pray, and holy manna will be showered all around.
3: Don't forget, Wednesday night at 6.30, our Bible studies, I'm um, going to ask Jim Kinder if he would come ahead and come up and prepare to dismiss us from our service. Jim Humphreys will be coming up to begin our business meeting immediately following. Um, don't forget our outreach this Saturday. See, Chad, if you're, if you're willing to help in any capacity, and we could always use more candy. I know my office, the corner of my office is filling up with candy, but this is an incredible opportunity to minister to our, our community In everything that we do. So thank you for being here. Please. See how God can use you. To be his witnesses this week. Jim.
7: Uh, Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you. For your continued presence. In our lives. Every day. Um whether we're happy or sad, you are always with us. Whether we're healthy or sick, you're always with us. Whether we're having good days for any reason or bad days for any reason, you're always with us. And you made a promise in the Bible that you would never forsake us. And we heard again the verse this morning that you will always be with us even to the end of the age. And help us all as we go out of this place um, and begin our week, Uh, continue to be with us again, Uh, show us each our our gifts and our our special place to understand our roles to be God's fellow workers, and um, help us do all these things for your greater honor and glory. And, of course, we pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.